0: together.
1: Thanks
0: for listening to the KC Morning Show. Hi, what can I do for you? You gotta ask yourself one question. Oh yeah, what's that? Do I feel lucky? Say what? Well, do you punk?
2: It is your lucky day because today is National Bingo Day. Bingo. Bingo what bingo? Bingo. Celebrate National Bingo Day by finding a local bingo hall for a day
0: of games.
3: Happy National Bingo Day. Bingo!
0: Showtime. <laughs> Everything's running smoothly.
3: Yo, 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 yo!
2: What is going on? My name's Hartzell, and this right here it's your KC Moe! What's the word, Kansas City? Hey, happy Monday to the KC morning hoes. Where the hell am I today? It is very early, and I'm on another golf course. I'm here for Sports Radio 810, WH. Be the dupes at the national here, way up north. It's a beautiful day. Not gonna lie, this is nice. If this is the office today, then my friends, I think we might have done something right. On the show today, we kick things off with a little World Cup update. I was down there a couple Thursdays ago when we made the announcement that the world is coming to Kansas City. 2026 World Cup action, a transformational opportunity. But now, my friends, the work begins. Now, I'm not saying we didn't work a bunch before. It was a long and hard process just to even get to the dance. Now we got the dance, and we got to make sure that as we're making sure the city looks pretty, that we're taking care of our folks. Make no mistake about it, all right, FIFA, they leave a little bit to be desired. Let's just say that. So, on the show today, Salisa Kalakal. She's with KCUR 89.3 Kansas City's NPR station. She's going to give us a little bit of context. As we are celebrating, as we are gassing up our city, let's make sure that we take this opportunity and gas. Up the whole city, not just the pretty parts. Am I right? You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. And after that, head coach of the UMKC men's basketball team, Coach Marvin Menzies. Coach Menzies just named the head basketball coach this past April. He's got big plans. I also happen to think he is the perfect person for the job. So I'm excited. Let's go, y'all. grew up. Baby! Bay. Rate, review, subscribe, do that thing you do. Kansas City, you know I love you. Back in your feeds tomorrow. We'll see
3: ya in the morning. Bye.
0: If there's one thing that I found is as true as the sunrise, it's that I like being on there with hot. The
4: KC Morning Show.
2: The World Cup. There is truly nothing like it. It is the biggest. It is the most illustrious, the most prestigious sporting event on the planet. And it's coming here. It's coming to our home, to Kansas City. The world's greats gathered here, playing for pride, for glory. So get ready Kansas City. I said get ready Kansas City. The world is coming the first time, hopefully not the last time on your KC Morning Show, Salisa Kalakal. She is a reporter over at KCUR 89.3 Kansas City's NPR station. I work there too, but I just do weekends and I just hit buttons. You, my friend, you, Selisa, are doing the Lord's work. You are giving us the context we need. You're telling our story. So first off, thank you and yeah, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Really lovely to be here. So I asked you on because I wanted you to help us provide this context for the World Cup. So all I Guys, the entire world is looking to the heartland right here in Kansas City, 2026. And I was there on stage yelling and screaming. It was a blast to hang out with our city as we got the news. You know, it was a special moment that I'll probably keep in my mental scrapbook forever. But we also got to realize that with great power comes great responsibility i I saw this tweet i want to read it back to you this is from the announcement you said i understand the excitement in kansas city around hosting world cup games in 2026 it's a big deal exclamation point but i will say and this is salisa saying as a reporter i am completely committed to holding elected officials and people in power accountable to how in all caps the world cup impacts kc Residents, So, Salisa, everything you said was truth, my friend. I almost feel like you thought you were being a buzzkill, but everything you said was right. You know, I really did think I was being a buzzkill, and I,
1: I kind of sat on this tweet for a little bit on that day because I knew the announcement was coming, and you know, no one really knew if we, if we would get it or not. Covering the announcement just from my end as a reporter, watching the live stream from KC Live at the Power and Light District, and everyone was super excited. You know, I totally get it. It is super exciting, especially for a small city like Kansas City. i mean. Kansas City is like the smallest city that was picked to even host World Cup games. I was coming from my position as a reporter that we shouldn't just we shouldn't just blindly celebrate things, you know, especially something as consequential and monumental as the World Cup games, which it's not just a sporting event, right? It has economic implications, political implications, and the fact that it is a big deal for Kansas City. It's a big deal like in a positive way, but I think also when you look at historically the impact that World Cup games and even like the Olympics and other major sporting events have had on cities, there's a lot of bad that comes with the good. We've seen homeless residents getting swept away because politicians don't want tourists to see them. We've seen people lose their homes even in other countries when these events happen. And so I think I was coming from my place of skepticism as a reporter, I always try to be skeptical of things. And I try not to just, you know, blindly accept what people are saying or fall in line to what you know, the majority of people are thinking. And so I think I just wanted in that tweet to, to let people know that, that I would maintain that skepticism. And that I would be one person hopefully out of many who will keep a very critical eye on our local government and our local officials to make sure that to make sure that the event happens without a hitch. But I do want people to have a good time, but I don't want people to have a good time at the expense of Maybe residents who don't have as much power as elected officials. You know what I'm
2: saying? Absolutely. And I think that's the whole point. I mean, that is why what you do is so important and so necessary. And I know that same day I was really rah-rah KC, but even in my mentions, I got called to task. And I don't think it was an unfair Mm -hmm. clapback. For me, I saw it as something that, or I still see it as something that is an opportunity. Why can't Kansas City be the city that does it right? A lot of those folks who clap back at me call me naive. That's exactly why I did want to have you on on this show salisa so let's break some of this down
1: definitely definitely and we have four years ahead of us like it's not like the world cup is happening even next year or two years from now there's a lot of time between now and 2026 to make sure to make sure that the city essentially does does right by the people that already live here right i think a lot of the fear and concern that some people have over the world cup is that all of the attention will be focused on the World Cup and all the people it's going to bring and tourism it's going to bring. But then when that happens, then the needs of the people that already live here are going to be ignored. And, you know, we do have a lot of problems that still need fixing public transportation, our basic infrastructure, housing, you know, all of these issues matter to a lot of residents. Uh, and I think they matter too. And I think as a local reporter, my job is to kind of see what's going on and see where, see where the priorities are. And what people are focused on. I think a lot of good can come from the World Cup. I mean, Mayor Clint Lucas, when I talked to him, he did say that he wants to beef up our public transit in preparation for the games. That way people can get to and from Arrowhead Stadium safely without having to drive. And I think that's great. You know, better public transit in the city would be better for the people that who live here. And so if that happens, and it happens because we got the World Cup, that's fine. I think that's great. You know, we've needed better public transit for a while now, and if that happens because of these games, I think that's a good thing but you know we also don't want the city you know pouring in so much money to this one event that we can't give money to other things that matter like social services or health department or our public education system and things of that nature
2: so what do we know right now as far as any of these costs go what the city is going to need to put up do we Know anything, really?
1: So what Mayor Quinn Lucas has said is that in order for the games to be held at Arrowhead Stadium, it actually requires $50 million in improvements, essentially to make sure that the stadium can hold the amount of people they're expecting and that they can actually hold, you know, soccer matches there. So it's a 50-year-old stadium, $50 million in improvements to get it to where it needs to be. We also do know that the legislature this year actually passed a bill that would essentially exempt FIFA from sales taxes on tickets sold at the games. Missouri Governor Mike Parson actually signed that bill into law last week, you know, after it was confirmed that we are going to be a host city. So those two things are confirmed. The fact that we're gonna have to pump in a lot of money into Airhead Stadium, and the fact that FIFA will not have to pay sales taxes essentially on tickets sold at the games. And some other squishy stuff in there that most likely our public transportation system will see more investment in some way. But honestly, that's that's all I really know so far, and that's all most people know so far. I mean, who knows if we'll even have the same mayor, if we'll even have the same city council for years from now? All of that is very up in the air. But. Definitely, Arrowhead is going to see a lot
2: of improvements over the next couple of years. This is the reason why we are so in debt to you and this reporting, the sales tax thing. I'll tell you right now, I don't love that. That doesn't sound great. That's why we need to continue having these conversations, you know, on the FIFA end of things. What do we know Mm -hmm. about their track record?
1: FIFA does not have a good track record. There's a lot of corruption scandals in FIFA. I think I read a report in The Guardian just a couple of weeks ago, actually, that In some U.S. cities, they essentially had to promise FIFA tax breaks in order to even, like, be considered to be a host city. I don't know if that's the case in Kansas City specifically, but in this report from The Guardian, it said that cities like Chicago uh, and Minneapolis, I believe, uh, they actually rescinded their bid because they didn't want to give FIFA those tax breaks. And so FIFA, it's not a great organization, you know what I mean? Uh, There was the 2015 FIFA corruption case where U.S. federal prosecutors disclosed uh, cases of corruption by officials and associates. Uh, connected with the organization. That's not great. And just in past World Cups that we've seen in Brazil, for instance, I mean, they they raised a lot of favelas and they essentially displaced people in order to even have these games in the first place. They don't have a very good track record. I think that's also kind of the concern for people, especially people that, you know, follow sports and soccer. They know that FIFA is not a very good or honorable organization.
2: Well, thank you, Salisa, for just Providing the tools for it. Two things can be true. You can love your city and want what's best for it, but also hold those in charge accountable. And that's what you're doing, my friend. So I appreciate you for that. Anything else you're working on right now, the floor is yours. You know, post the Roe v. Wade decision this last Friday. Just some incredible reporting being done. So what else you working on, my friend?
1: Oh, what else am I working on? Well, we do have the primary election coming up in August. So I'm going to... Turn pretty much 100% of my efforts and time and reporting to that, you know, I'm going to follow the Missouri Senate primaries way more closely than I had even been following it already. Yeah, that's what I'm going to be paying attention to elections, voting, looking at how uh, abortion is going to affect the election come August. And so yeah, that's going to be that's going to be where my
2: head's at. So Lisa, I was going to ask you if it's a good day to be a Kansas City, and but I think a better question for you, because you're on the ground, you have, you know, the real world knowledge, the expertise. <laughs> you're at I I don't know, you're, you're at a big journalist expo, because I'm sure that's the thing. And they're like, hey, where you work at? And you say, I work in Kansas City. What's your pitch for Kansas City, mm-hmm. my friend?
1: Ooh, I think Kansas City is a great place. I think the people are so nice. Honestly, among the nicest people I've literally ever met, and I'm I'm not joking, like, that is very much true to my life. It's a great place to live, really great people, Really great place to build community, in my opinion, no matter what community you are looking for. And I think it's a place that has a lot of potential, and I think the people who are trying to make Kansas City a more equitable place, and a safer place, and a more inclusive place, for all people, those are the Kansas Citians who truly have, I think, the city's best interest in mind.
0: I listen to you time and time again While you tell me just what's right And you tell me a thousand things a day Then sleep somewhere else at night I'm going back to Kansas City And I love you dear, but just how long can I keep singing and same old sorry? And I love you dear, but just how long can I keep singing and same old song? I'm going back to Kansas City. You call me to come, and then I do. You say you made some mistake, and you invite me into your house. Then you say you gotta pay for what you break. Going back to Kansas City. And I love you, dear, but just how long can I keep singing this stable song? And I love you, dear, but just how long can I keep singing this stable song? City. Mr. Chris everybody We don't care if I'm asleep or I'm awake This fickle heart just turned to stone I'm going back to Kansas City And I love you dear But just how long Can I keep singing this same old song? but just how long can I keep singing And stay more star? I'm going back to Kansas City And I love you dear But just how long can I keep singing Greetings, Hartzell. Search the force and a tremor I have felt. It was you. Your ego just busted a planet.
4: The KC Morning Show.
2: For the first time on your KC Morning Show, he is the head coach of the UMKC men's basketball team. We got the KC Roos in the house, y'all. Head coach Marvin Menzies. Sir, welcome. Congratulations.
4: And RUE up. Hey, man. Thanks so much for having me, Hartel. I've heard a lot about your podcast already. So I said, when's my guy going to call me? You know, I, was, I thought I was going to go on the second day with you, bro.
2: <laughs> Finally got you on. I'm excited. We got so much we want to talk about because this show, this podcast, we are hyper local. And I got a feeling, coach, that you want to get this program to its roots. Let's talk to our city. Let's ball with our city. Coach, No doubt.
4: what gets you fired up now to lead the ruse. you know it's it's crazy man like when i was sitting out hartsel it was very cerebral in the sense that I've been doing this for a long time i've been coaching for over 35 36 years now so having that break was actually a great enhancer you know it, it, it was one of those things where I, I had a chance to just really process what we did in the past that was successful and worked and then how to improve upon that, and then tweak a few things that we, you know, I'd like to do differently. So we're excited. And the kids that we have committed already, I won't go into detail on that because I know some are still processing paperwork and there's all kinds of rules around who you can talk about and who you can't talk about. But overall, the commitment's that we've already received and the uh, the recommitments from the guys that are returning uh make me feel optimistic you know the 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 challenge will be our youth probably got about nine freshmen <laughs> we've got a bunch of kids that are coming from different countries so we've got uh, internationals i think maybe nine internationals as well it's going to be a very eclectic group and and it'll be a melting pot when you come in the locker room you might be able to hear about five different languages which is which is kind of cool <laughs>
2: That's super cool, coach. And, you know, as somebody, we talked a little bit about this off air. You know, I've been through the UMKC athletic department. I got a little bit of a vested interest. I want to see us do well. I feel like you are the perfect fit for where this program is right now and, and where we're headed into the future. So for those of us meeting you for the first time, what's your style?
4: You know, style. St- my, my style is winning. We're gonna do what we need to do to win. I I preferably when you have the luxury of time you can recruit to a certain basketball style, which is you know, we wanna put pressure on guys offensively. We wanna be able to push the ball hard off of rebounds and misses and and even off of a made bucket, we want to be able to get the ball in quickly and, and put pressure on the team. and You know, really play an exciting, fun style to watch. But at the same time, we're going to have organized chaos, so to speak. We're going to push and try to take advantage of mismatches and so forth. But I think defensively, the way we've recruited, I'm optimistic that we'll be able to switch a lot of different positions and pick up full court. We'll throw some zone in strategically, you know, after timeouts and different scenarios where we feel like we can... Steal a possession or two, but you know I've had a lot of different team makeups with several bigs, and sometimes I've had some teams with really good guards. We were guard dominated. You just got to find the thing that works the best. Basketball is not brain surgery. It's it's about getting the best players on the floor and getting them better, you know, day in day out. That's kind of the basketball piece, Hartzell. I think the city is going to be a part of my family. Everybody I meet so far. I met some guys yesterday at Eddie B's. We went by there and sat at the bar. I had some crab cakes and watched a little bit of the draft and I'm telling you man like everybody is just really warm and welcoming there was some couple guys that I met there that were attorneys in town and we just started talking they didn't know who I was and next thing you know got two more members of our new Kansas City Dunkers Club which is the booster group and they're like coach we're all in dude we love you (laughs) And I just met him. It was really fun to see. And it's it's actually something that's happened quite frequently. So that's got myself and my wife, Tammy, pumped up. We're empty nesters now. So we're ready to go talk to whoever, embrace whoever, whatever organization wants to have us out, whatever group of uh, young men or women would like to. You know, lean on our experiences, just contact our office, and and we're there, man. I'm ready to ingrain myself into the city.
2: Well, coach, you're going to learn very quickly that in this town, we spell culture with a K and a C. I think that you are already very much a part of that culture because this is a legacy thing with this program. You know, it's not just the X's and O's and the wins and losses, but that legacy of Kansas City, and, and you're trying to tap into that. In fact, we've got the Rue summer camp coming up July 25th through the 28th, second through seventh graders. Details are at slash mbb camps
4: coach tell us about this well the camp is something we've done you know everywhere i've been we've always had an opportunity i use it as an extension to our family to really get out and reach and touch the youth in the community especially going all the way down to you know second graders we obviously want to meet the parents we want to meet the families we want to engage the youth so that they come up on rue basketball like it's got to be something that you know they've got this this kangaroo on their gear you know and they see more flashes of our games on tv and the news hopefully i know that the media market is is going to go with the big boys typically and we get that but we're at the infant stages of being one of those big boys and so watching the rise of the ruse i think is going to be very very important to the younger kids and so the camp hence is a uh, a great segue to developing those relationships i love
2: that coach the rise of the ruse somebody put that in a shirt too i love that (laughs)
4: that's called a Marvinism every once in a while I'll just pop up with with a good one brother and we just go ahead and put that somewhere (laughs) coach
2: I always wrap up these interviews I always ask my folks is it a good day to be a Kansas City and well I'm gonna flip that a little bit is it a good day to be a Rue you know what I'm gonna tell you something I
4: I have looked hard and long at different programs that I was uh, interested in and that were potentially interested in me I turned down several opportunities in the last couple of years, just not sure if I wanted to shut it down myself and do some other things in and, and basketball. I started an academy in Africa, in Nigeria, in Lagos. For some young men there, their potential is awesome and, and they just need the development and infrastructure. So we, we got that up and rolling. Obviously, I've had to disconnect from it financially for NCAA rules on paper and so forth. But the academies, it's rocking and rolling. And so the reason I mentioned that is because when you talk about Building something, you talk about growing something. I learned a lot in starting something from scratch, which I hadn't done before. You know, I've kind of come in, turn programs, and been involved with staffs that have turned programs, but they were up, running, and funded, and so forth. This deal, uh, you talk about legacy, you talk about being impactful. That's what this men's basketball program is going to do. We're at the infant stages of being impactful in the community and being a team that when you hear the word Rue, you you know whether they're Division 1 or Division 2. You know where they are on campus, where the Sweeney is, and you've been to games and you've been engaged in the electric atmosphere that that exists in, in Sweeney. And, I mean, we want to be the hot ticket. You know, we don't seat 30,000, so we want to be able to bring in the the, the screaming, passionate, enthusiastic Rue's that understand what it is to have a home court environment that makes a difference. So you're actively participating in the winning. It's crazy when you have that type of environment. I've coached in smaller venues, and those are some of the toughest environments to win in. It can be nuts, but it takes the the a a group effort it takes the family it takes the the community to say hey this is our team we see what coach is doing we believe in him philosophically and how he wants to develop these young men and they use the phrase often but on and off the court well that's a part of who i am and who i've always been as a coach is is i guess why i got into coaching was they just kind of give back and help out some kids and then the lord blessed me with you know uh, one job after another and i've been really really fortunate to achieve some of the things that we've achieved with my staff and so forth so at the end of the day if you're not a you will be soon. Because everybody loves a winner, and we're going to win. You know, Kansas City's only Division I athletic program is about to make some noise. Now, we're going to have some adversity. We're going to have some challenges, but that's where I'm at my best. That's where I've been trained. That's where my experience will kick in, and we'll be able to process through a lot of those situations quicker and faster than maybe the normal younger coach, because I know exactly what to do, and I've seen a lot of different situations. So I'm telling you right now, it's hard, so It's going to be, you're going to be jacked to come to campus. If mean, you ran here, and you know what it is to to be a root, You're going to break out some of your old gear, bro trust me and you you are you, gonna be you're gonna be at every game
2: coach i'm jack right now let's go let's go rise of <laughs> the ruse ladies and gentlemen head coach marvin menzies we've got the ruse summer camp july 25th through the 28th all the details at kcruse.com slash mbb camps coach can you come back on the show because i'm gonna see you at these games
4: listen to me anytime you call me I'm going to answer unless it's like unless it's like three in the morning I might not pick up then but if you call me during decent hours I'm going to pick up and we're going to rock with you we know that you got the, the number one podcast we get that we understand the significance you have with be, being a part of our families you know I got Robert Edwards here I hired a, a couple KC guys that are diehard grown up here families here and Robert's our director of basketball operations and he's the one that's kind of put together this summer camp with helping some other guys on staff I'll have Rob actually jump in real quick and give you all the details one more time on where you can find out about the camp. Kansas City's men's basketball camp this summer, July 25th through the 28th. All the information's online at kcroos.com slash camps. We're looking for all rising second through seventh graders as a way for us to, like Coach said, make these kids grow up as Roo. So We're looking forward to it. We can't wait to see everybody there. Y'all see what just happened?
2: That was a team effort. Coach, look what you just did. you already putting stuff together.
4: One <laughs> was- day at a time, baby. Brick by brick.